20 minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. What's happening, everybody? Matt here, but you can call me Matub, and welcome to the Pack a Day Podcast, your favorite place to get daily Packers news and updates. And as we've always said, if it's not your favorite, we will make it. As always, with me is my uh, handsome and dashing co-host Zachary. Oh, I'm blushing, Matub. Thank you. Uh, yes, we are. Uh, we are back this week on the Pack a Day Podcast on Packers Cut Down Day, and as promised, we have a special guest with us, Matub. Oh, man, I'm going to let you introduce him because you pulled these strings. You're going to let me do it. I, I wasn't prepared to do the introductions. <laughs> All right, fine. With us tonight, uh, we are recording this currently at 8-11 Pacific time, 11-11. Uh, oh, make a wish, 11-11 East Coast time. Former Green Bay Packers tight end, Super Bowl champion, and apparently the seventh best Crabtree in NFL history, even though there have only been like six, Tom Crabtree. <laughs> And, and then applaud, you guys going to insert some applause here for me? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to throw in some, some fake clapping so it sounds like we're actually doing this in front of like a, like a crowd, you know? we got to nice. make it authentic. That's awesome. How you guys doing? <laughs> we're, we're pretty good, man. This is, this is kind of a big deal for us to have, to have like a real live player talking with us. It's a big Let deal alone for Tom me Crabtree to be on yeah, here with yeah. you guys. You guys are awesome. Oh, thank you. We appreciate that. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. <laughs> I just got. I'm buttering. I'm just gonna butter you up. So <laughs> this goes really well. <laughs> so the one that let me off the hook a, later. That's a, that's a that's a smart tactic. I'll tell you that. Right? You know, I actually, yeah. I was gonna start this off as I was going to call you the only player on Twitter who's better at Twitter than I am. Ooh, I like that. Because I, like I, that. I really got to say that that since your retirement, your social media following has been elite. Thank you, thank you. It's it's uh, surprisingly my following and my followers have have grown a little bit since I retired officially back in 2015. So that's been good. You know, I I'm keeping the, keeping you guys happy and satisfied with my uh, content and my hashtags. So, <laughs> well, so I guess one thing that, that people need to know if they don't follow you on social media is you are a big beer guy. I am. And I enjoy beer, but you, in, in my opinion, I think you're a little too into what I call the gross hops water. You don't like that? You're not into the unfiltered, the hazy IPAs. You're not that whole fat. I'm see. I'm a. I am a, a dark, a heavy. I'm a stout That's guy. Too. I can do stouts. I can do. Uh, here's the thing. I live down in Florida. It's five thousand degrees right now, and the last thing I want to drink is a big, warm, milky, hot, dark stout or porter i need like i need juice i need citrus i need i need an ipa so i I actually i have a suggestion for that that we can meet in the middle um i'm I'm originally from michigan and i went to school up in the up uh the upper peninsula for those who don't know it's the other half of michigan and there is a brewery there known as the keweenaw brewing company and they have a black ale known as the Widowmaker. oh It, it is uh bodied like a it's it's really it's it goes down like a lager but it has the yeah. flavor profile of a stout okay you, uh, you if piqued they, my interest they can and so if I'm, you can even get your hand on some cans it is it, mwah, it is beautiful okay so you think that would be okay for a hot a hot uh summer's 
summer's eve down it's, in florida it's the only dark beer that i will drink colder than cellar temp okay i like it i feel like you know more about beer than me i'm a little intimidated you're you're throwing around the word <laughs> lager and cellar and well um, i'm i'm not know, i just i just like like you know high abv ipas that's my like thing right there See, and i'm but i'm not a former professional <laughs> athlete i'm just a fat guy from michigan well <laughs> But just so, a fat guy from Michigan. <laughs> that's well. I'm. I'm actually. I, I'm starting a movement on Instagram known as hashtag Done Being Fat. And I like it. It. it I've is, seen uh, that actually. Yeah. yeah. It's. It's how because really my Instagram is mostly pictures of beer and my daughter, and so I yep. wanted a way for people to follow my progress and and what? videos of you deadlifting and and. Veins bulging out of your neck. But. Yeah, but those are my done being fat videos. <laughs> are you yeah, working true. out? So what's yes, going on? I've, I recently discovered powerlifting. Oh, right on. And uh, I've been I've been doing that as a way to to control my weight. It's it's working pretty well. Um, were you ever much of a gym rat? I mean, you're a professional athlete, but like um, a little, yeah. Like I I had a good work ethic. Like I. As far as like being in the gym, being on time, getting my workout in, doing all the reps, all that good stuff. Uh, but then once I retired, like I, it's funny the timing of this podcast and very serendipitous. I stopped working out. I, I may have just used that word in the wrong context, but I like that word. It's a good word. Um, I stopped working out when I retired <laughs> in 2015. Like I didn't probably enter a gym for two or three years after I retired. And recently I took up working out again uh, just because I was like, you know, I, I feel like I should probably be moving a little bit. Like I should probably <laughs> do something. And sure enough, like once I started doing that, I was like really sore. And so that was a good sign. Um, but yeah, so in, in that regard, I'm kind of taking going back to my roots a little bit and getting back in the gym. So I, I like it, man. I feel better and healthier and, uh, you know, just better mentality i guess it's it's good good for the brain and the body so how do you guys you guys are you guys are really smooth just transitioning from beer to to fitness <laughs> was really yeah i'm into fitness fitness whole beer in my yeah. face right <laughs> so uh with roster cuts happening today and you being a former player and having gone through three teams, we were wondering if you could, if you could tell us kind of what it's like being that guy waiting on the phone call. So that was a good transition, by the way. Like we're talking about trimming the fat, and then we go to <laughs> trimming the roster. Like that was really. I like it, was, that. it was like seamless, just well, effortless. I just, no, you guys Tom, are... I just, I have to say, your your way with words and and using throwing out things like serendipitous and <laughs> dropping the trim the fat. Uh, double entendre between fat and roster fat. It's just you are an impressive person. But I feel like you're kind of like, like sneakily trying to one up me because what'd you just say? Like double entendre? Or something? <laughs> I don't know. Like I feel like I say something cool or I know something, and then you guys come back with something better. But anyways, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> so, with roster cuts. Um, yeah, happening today. Um, that so going back to that, it was weird for me. My my first year in Green Bay and having to go through roster cuts after camp. You know, everybody tells you if the phone doesn't ring, it's 
you know, it's a good sign. Well, my phone rang like right around the cutoff time. Like it was like four or five central back then on a Friday or Saturday. And my phone rang. So I'm like, oh, crap, here we go. Um, and it was Ben McAdoo, my tight end coach back then. And he, I answered the phone. I'm like, hey, he's like, hey, Krabby, uh, you know, and like kind of a somber tone. But then he eventually got into, hey, congratulations, you made the team. And so he totally threw me off and I was freaked out. But he, um, you know, he said you made the team and it was big, big sigh of relief. And but with that comes and I know a lot of guys today on NFL rosters are feeling that like you may be safe today or for that that first hour or two of cuts. But rosters are always changing. Um, if you, you're an undrafted guy or kind of a bottom of the roster guy that made the roster today, you could be gone Monday. And that's kind of a, it's an unsettling feeling. Yeah, that's really a lot of what's been going around today. Like, for example, a couple of years ago, the Packers signed Brandon Burks. You know, I'm sure he was ecstatic. He made the, the initial 53-man roster. And then a day right. later, he, he was cut in favor of uh, Jarrell Presley for the, for, the, for the Vikings. And then they cut him two weeks later. So mm-hmm. you're, you're absolutely right. You know, these guys, it's a great feeling, you know, at first to realize you're on the roster of an NFL team heading into the regular season but you know it's 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 not permanent you know it's definitely a temporary temporary thing you know because these things these rosters are definitely shuffling i know for probably within the next few days the packers roster especially is going to be it's going to be going through some changes you know it kind of has to yeah i mean you look you look at some of the positions and it's obvious look things are not going to stay the way they are right now they're not going to take two running backs into week one, more than likely. They're not going to take eight wide receivers or 10 or whatever the heck they have right now. Like, it's, they, it's not going to happen. Like, guys are going to be gone in the next couple of days right. that think they're on the roster right now. And um, so I don't know, man. It's like it's a time to celebrate a little bit, but it's also like kind of hold your breath and wait until, I don't know, probably Monday would be my guess before this thing is kind of finalized and the final shape for week one is taken form. Very bittersweet feeling. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess to, to lighten the mood, I got, I got a strange question for you. Oh God. What, (laughs) what does the Super Bowl smell like? Oh, that's a good question. Um, (laughs) smells like field turf. The, when you first said that, I'm going to tell you the first two things that came to my mind. Field turf and confetti. So it smells like rubber and paper. <laughs> wow. Paper paper has a smell. That's I, I love right? the, I love little, the... the little rubber pellets on the oh, field yeah. turf. That smells too. Yeah. So, I love the, I love the literal. Like, like you would think that most people would be like, it smells like glory. Or no, <laughs> it literally <laughs> smells like rubber and paper. So how did <laughs> you you have you have this long running internet feud with your former uh, quarterback Aaron Rodgers, and you constantly accuse him of being in love with Coldplay. And, and by the way, you... I decided to move on from that relationship. Let just to set the record straight. Okay, I left Green Bay. I made a decision to leave on to bigger and better things in 2013. I just want the record to show <laughs> that I. I was ready to move on from that quarterback and see what else was out there. But go ahead. So, and he accuses you of being in love with Nickelback. And it's kind of legendary at this point that you guys still have this back and forth going. 
Um, I'm, and I'm not saying who started it or who whatever, but I was just I was wondering kind of if you could give us the little rundown on the origins. Okay, so the origins, man, we'd have to go back. I think it probably stemmed from my he was intimidated. Him being a Coldplay fan, of course, he was intimidated by my long hair and my rock and roll ish <laughs> tattoos. And he's like, whoa, like, I, and so he went on the offensive. He's like, hey, and he, he starts yelling and tweeting, this guy likes Nickelback, this guy, you know. And it's a typical Coldplay move. Um, so he just called me out in front of everybody. I'm like, whoa, bro, like, I'm, and, you know, I'm pretty chill. I'm a rock and roll guy. Like, I don't have any enemies. And it, that, it just started from there, I think. That was kind of back in 2009, 10, kind of the roots of the whole movement. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, here we are today. He's just, he's a huge Coldplay fan. Um, but God knows why. Yeah. Right. I, I just don't get it. And you know, I wish him well, I wish him the best, but I just, I just don't see it. I just, I don't understand. Have you seen that, um, child tracing a cat meme that's going around? child tracing I, I, so, I so there's a, there, there's a picture of a child um holding a cat to a piece of paper like a literal cat and then the cat will be labeled something and then the drawing is just a really really poor drawing of a cat that the child okay. tried to make tracing and then there's something else so the picture of the cat says you too and then the child tries to trace it and then when the cat goes away and there's just this terrible outline it says cold play Oh, I love it. <laughs> okay, I like that meme. That's, I mean, that's pretty straightforward. Now, now I, now I can picture it. It tried to, it's, it's picturing one thing, and it's, it's a terrible version of that thing. I love it. That's great. I will, I will tweet it to you since I know yeah. lately you've gotten really into the John Wick uh, memes, right? Say that again. That John Wick uh, one's going around where he's on a horse. Oh, that one's phenomenal. Yeah. There's one about pugs that I posted on Instagram. So um, you just reminded me. Have you ever read your Wikipedia page? A little bit. I, the, I, the only reason I've read it is because people, and I know what you're going to bring up, maybe, um, people like friends or family will send like message me like, hey, did you know your Wikipedia page says this? Go ahead. What's it say? It says that in your personal life, uh, it, it talks about your wife and your children, and then it says you have Opie, a pug, who is a very good boy. <laughs> Does it really say that? It, <laughs> literally, it really says. Uh, I'm reading it right now. Um, personal life. He married Chelsea Crabtree on June 29th, or 28th, 2009. They have a son, Bryce Thomas Crabtree, born October, and daughter Delaney. Uh, he also has three dogs, Molly, a Boston Terrier, Annie, a Belgian Malin. I can't say Malin. 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 Yeah, Malinois. And Opie, a pug, who is a very good boy. Oh, isn't that sweet? He is a very good boy. Good dog. <laughs> good dog, Opie. And um, Andy Molly. A couple weeks ago when I saw this originally, it actually had a um, a source for Opie being a good boy. Oh, my God. And, and it went to, like, a tweet that you put out, but that yeah. source has now disappeared. Oh, boo. We need a source. We need to support... We need to verify and confirm these findings. You know, maybe we can uh, timestamp where we are in the podcast right now and yeah. and source source you as saying Opie's a good boy. All of my dogs, all three, <laughs> Molly, Annie, and Opie are good dogs. At 11.26 Eastern 
Standard Time, September 1st, 2018, market. So talking about how you, you have tweeted that, that Opie's a good boy and, and often, uh, what would you actually say is probably the best thing you've ever tweeted? Oh, man. The best thing I've ever tweeted? Uh... I mean, because I have an answer. I think, it's, I think it's hands down one of the best tweets on the Twitter.com. It, it, it is definitely really good. It, it, yeah. See, I don't really. Okay, so I don't really have a favorite tweet. That would be like asking me, or a, that would be like asking someone, like, "What's the your favorite thing you've ever said?" Like, I, I just say things on there that <laughs> come to my mind. Like, what I don't know. What's the, your favorite thing you've said in your life to someone? Fair like, enough. that's a hard, a hard thing to answer. I don't really know. I don't know. So, as as a, I would consider myself an internet connoisseur. I take in a lot. <laughs> you are. Of, you're a meat. You're up on the memes, and all, you. I'll I, give you that. You're, I do, and and you in 2015 dunked on a beat reporter so hard in the, the best nicest oh, way that I I continuously <laughs> send you your own tweet. This I know. Is how, this I'll is how go good. Ahead. When when they were listing, I think it was in 2015, they were listing the best available tight end free agents. Oh, yeah. You quote tweeted and said, I had Doritos and Red Bull for breakfast. Yeah. it Was it Adam Kaplan? I think so. Yeah, it was Adam Kaplan. Yeah. Yeah. We, he's a good guy. Like, I followed him, and I think I'm friends with, like, on my personal page on Facebook. Like, he's a good guy. But it was just fun. I was trying to be funny. I wouldn't be a jerk about it. But I was half serious, like. I was listed like like you said was some kind of free agent tight end list, and I I was done with football at that point. I had been I literally had like Red Bull for breakfast and like Doritos a couple hours later. Like it was like I I'm not joking. That's what I ate. That's that's a pretty typical like morning for me. So uh, that's a typical post football morning for me. So. That was, you know, that's just me being honest. That's why it was hard for me to think of. Like when you said, what's your favorite tweet? I was like, I don't even know. Like I just, things come to my head and I just tweet them. So, so. this just, it just gives me this, this great uh, visual, right? Like, like you sitting, like watching TV or whatever, and then your phone goes off and like, oh, I have a notification for ESPN. <laughs> I'm listed as one of the best available tight ends. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, I, oh, got to do something about that. Yeah. Right. Like I, I didn't even know what to do at that point. So I was just pretty honest, like. You know, I, I'm eating like crap right now, and this is not happening. So It's funny, too. Out of the six tight ends that he listed, you were the only one whose handle he tagged. Like, I'm pretty sure one of those other five guys have a Twitter account. <laughs> right. You were the yeah. only one whose handle he tagged. Like, he wanted a reaction from you. <laughs> That's a good point. Like, you would think in 2015 or whenever he tweeted it, like, even then, a couple years ago, most, uh, I would say at least, Three out of six people, half of the people he he tagged or tweeted would have Twitter accounts. So, yeah, a, they they have to. <laughs> so, asking you who uh, or what your your best tweet ever. I'm going to ask you: Do you know who who you think is the best Packer to ever wear the number 83? Oh, it's uh, it's Jeff Janis. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Right? No, <laughs> it's Jeff Janis, no, who is available, <laughs> and the Packers only have eight receivers. I'm just saying. So this is this is very on brand for me. Just I saying. am a special teams tape addict. Oh God! And I'm I I I talk about Jeff Janis being a special teams gunner and exclusively a special teams gunner all the time, and how he was robbed of the Pro Bowl last year because Buda Baker. 
and, and it, it's it's a long thing, but <laughs> but we if, just so just, if it's if it's that long of a thing, you're probably wrong. Right? <laughs> like <laughs> I I don't know. I'm just saying. So I I mean my my argument there is is Buda Baker made the Pro Bowl last year as the special teams player because he was a better safety than Jeff Janice was a wide receiver. Okay, it's it's yeah, it's it's, it's interesting a solid, argument. Uh, I mean, so if a friend of mine is actually a he's a reporter in Arizona. Yeah, and um, we were talking about, uh, and he's like, "Oh no, Buda Baker, he's a pretty good, he's a pretty good gunner." I was like, "Can you name like one special teams highlight?" And he's like, "He had this tackle this one time, like." Right, but no, I, just, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, Janice didn't even lead his own team in special teams tackles. True, uh, Marwin Evans. Marwin Evans was the special teams tackle leader. Why do I know? Was it Ev- was it Evans or Trevor Davis? Uh, so Trevor Davis had five tackles. Jeff Janice had four, and Marwin Evans had eight. Oh, and that is solo special teams. See, but I know these things off the top of my head, and I don't know my next door neighbor's first name. Hey, I'm right there with you. I I retain so much useless information. I um but but like names. I'm 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 terrible with it. So I'm right there with you. I I I, I literally remember Ravel Martin's number before it was 82, but I I can't remember like like a best friend's birthday. <laughs> like, I think that's pretty real. Well, a birthday. Come on now. That's like how many numbers? <laughs> like the year that, or the that's day. True. That's the a month. lot of numbers. Like, that's yeah, that's people My expect a lot of you if they, I know and, their names. I lucked out. My best friend's birthday is September 21st because September 21st because of the Earth, Wind, and Fire song. No. Oh, well, see, that's easy. That's easy to remember. Tom, do you know what I'm talking about? No, I'm I'm 100 percent lost. Do you remember the 21st oh. night of September? Okay. I I I keep seeing that video go around. So uh, I get it now. God. I just remember that that his birthday is Earth, Wind, and Fire, and I will never forget it. Don't ever do that again, by the way. <laughs> That's Thanks. what they say. Like when you're when you're trying to remember people's names or something about them or whatever, like to associate, like attach it to a memory or a I, I don't know, like something weird that will make you remember their name or something it rhymes with or whatever it is. So that's good. That's good. So when Zach and I were racking our brains coming up with questions to pester you about, he actually had a pretty good one that was a little okay. bit more serious than the stuff I came up with. I did? Yeah. <laughs> what? You were oh, asking wait, yeah, you're about right. uh, uh, Tom's thoughts on a, on a PETA. You're right. That was my biggest contribution. Oh my <laughs> what, are God. On, what are your thoughts on PETA, Tom? <laughs> oh, my word. Um, well, so you gotta, you have to give your listeners some context here. I assume mm-hmm. you're asking this because of, of Aaron and, I, and our Twitter feud, right? Possibly. Okay. <laughs> See, and I thought Zach was trying to be like a, like a, a activist yeah, like, or, or super yeah, serious like, journalist here. Kind of, like, oh no, God no. <laughs> Tom's running for office. Let's get him on the PETA thing. <laughs> No. But what's also, I guess, uh, if we're going to meme about it, what's your thoughts on pita with an I? P-I-T-A. Pita bread. Pitas are good. We had a place in college. It was uh, Pita Pit. I think it's like a franchise, like a um, franchise type of thing. Yes, Pita Pit is a, a national franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That place is good. But anyways, I digress for the second time in this uh <laughs> 
godforsaken interview. Um, I'm kidding. You guys are awesome. <laughs> Thank you. I was like, for a minute, so, for a minute, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait, did Tom hang up? No. So PETA, <laughs> P-E-T-A, um, you know, I, like, honestly, I don't know a whole lot about, uh, I mean, I know what they stand for and like, they want, they want to protect animals and wildlife and in a lot of different ways. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm cool with that, I guess. I don't know. I'm not necessarily attached to or passionate about specific campaigns that they do. I'm not big on, you know, being in Times Square with a bloody fur coat or anything. That's not, not my style, but um, good for them for being passionate about something, I guess. There we go. We can, we can that was say, kind of a like political answer there. Right, like, we, but we Yeah, that was yeah, that, that actually I got more of a serious answer than I was expecting. We we can now say that we actually had some like hard hitting journalism on the podcast. Right. Right. When when Matub edits this, he'll throw in some dramatic background music, kind of, you know, set the tone while you're talking. I like it. But yeah, for it's probably honestly gonna be the intro to Law and Order. That works with anything with with drama. It really so, does. It really, it really does. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we touched on this when we were just kind of chatting before the podcast, but um, I asked if you'd ever heard of Bosarowski Productions on YouTube. Yep. So uh, last week, Zach and I, I was explaining to him <clears> the <throat> concept of what has kind of become known as the Packers hug. Have you heard this concept before? The Packers hug? Yes. I don't know if I... It is a pass-blocking technique that is now making its way around the league, but people kind of credit the Packers as being the first team to really use it, where you you swing your arms wide and grab a rusher by the the outside of their shoulder pads. Okay. And um, it it eliminates uh, the spin move. It kind of controls the arms and... And it, it keeps people keep it basically it turns every rush into a bull rush. And if you can handle a bull rush, you can handle um, whoever's coming at you. Right. And when I was doing research, I was checking to see if you had ever done it. And there is on a Bosarowski Productions, your career highlights video. There's one of you Packers hugging Everson Griffin <laughs> and dumping him on his face. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, now that you mention it, you're right. I am the innovator, and <laughs> I, I have oh, trademarked. No. Uh, what was it called? The Packers. The Packers uh, hug is kind of what it's colloquially. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, right. That's um, I started that. So, <laughs> um, but do you do you remember? So you in this in this particular highlight, you were um, on the right side of the line. You went up against Everson Griffin. You got him by the shoulder pads. I'm I'm not exaggerating here. You literally dumped all pro defensive end Everson Griffin onto his face, and then Match. and of then course. you caught a pass, hurdled a defender, took a shot to the head from Greenway, and ended up with like a 13 yard reception. Right. I mean, it was just it was another day at the office for me. <laughs> it was, you know, just throwing all pro players around, catching passes from the greatest quarterback of all time. Getting a just another Sunday for Tom Crabtree and stumbling to the sideline. It was just another day. It was. It, it's a beautiful play. Like it, it belongs on on the best eighty three plays of all time. Thank you. I like that. <laughs> That's a good number too. Random, good random number. So I, I will say, circling back, um, 
83 has not been a terribly successful number uh, among, yeah. among oh my. Packers. Oh, Lord. Um, so, I'll, so Me you, included? You, you are a memorable 83. Oh, okay. Before you, the <laughs> last memorable 83 was John Jefferson in 1981. Okay, but well you, you shut your damn mouth, okay? Antonio... <laughs> Antonio Chapman was was <laughs> decently relevant for a few years, okay, in the mid two thousands. He was a, so so now with with my guy Marquez Valdez Gantling, rocking oh, yeah. eighty three, right? I and I think it's because he can contribute on special teams because I'm a special teams addict. But whatever. Do you are you hopeful for MVS's ability to rep eighty three properly? I am actually like. When I left Green Bay, I was always like, and then Jeff Janice came along. Did anyone have it between myself and Janet? I, I don't. Not, not, nope. Um, not on the fifty-three. Right. Yeah, on, I think it yeah. was. I, if I remember correctly, it was retired briefly, and then um, Janice came along. Yep. So it was me retired, and then Janice, <laughs> and then. Um, yeah, it was. I always rooted for him. Once they brought it out of retirement, I was like, you know what? Good for him. Like, it, you know, I hope he makes a team and all this. And he was good on special teams, so I root for those guys. I I love seeing that number do well. Um, it means a lot to me. I've got a couple of those old jerseys hanging up in my uh, in my closet. So yeah, it's <laughs> I root for those guys. Nice. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm glad that there's a there's a camaraderie amongst shared numbers. Yes, yes, we have a big uh, group text going on, actually. <laughs> and, and, you know, coincidentally, we're talking about how can we get Janice, we've been we're talking with him, and how can we get two number 83s on the team right now? I think they're going to bring him back, and um, we'll see. We'll see what happens uh, this week. Hey, they can they can do it. Raven Green, I so. and uh, I think it, it was LaShawn Daniels. If you, if you do like a lowercase, uh, uh, looked at the NFL manual, if you do a lowercase a, an a and a b, next, it's like turning not. The, it's like turn, turning a calculator upside down to make it say boobs. Right. Right. Yes. Exactly. It's, it's that, but it's a little bit different. If it's, but so basically, there will be an a and a b. Um, we're we're working on that right now. Um, so we'll see. Stay tuned. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, yes. I. I am officially out of questions. <laughs> I think we have we have hit everything humanly possible. I don't know, but but Sub's exasperated right now. You I'm, can't. I am. <laughs> you know, it's been rough, man. My my daughter's teething. She's actually crying right now. I don't know if you guys can hear it. Like, oh man, I'm sorry to hear that. It's hey, it's it's life, right? She's cutting. It her, is. It's her first tooth too. So it's. Oh wow! Congrats, first tooth. Congrats. <laughs> uh, I will be sure to congratulate her for you. Uh, yeah. When I go up and, and help my wife shortly. Awesome. Well, Tom, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on and, and chatting with us. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. I'll, uh, I'll be around. Hey, if you need me at 11 Eastern on a Saturday evening ever again, hit me up. I, I will absolutely hold you to that. Good. He's not, he's not kidding either. And if man of my work, no, yeah, I'm not kidding either. Yeah. Hop on here whenever you want. Let's go. Jesus Christ. You're the, you're the man, Tom. All right. Well, thank you, guys. I had fun. Thanks again, man. Yeah, thank yep. you for joining us. Bye, guys. Later. Well, guys, that was Tom Crabtree. <laughs> Holy crap, Zach. Tom Tom freaking Crabtree. We just did a podcast with Tom Crabtree. 
Well, I mean, and that's the kind of stuff that, like, we said it wasn't Jerry Kramer, but man, that is close. That's that's a close second, absolutely. We probably should have talked all this crap while we had him on here. Be like, yeah, you know, Tom, you're great, but you're no Jerry Kramer. <laughs> that's okay. Now, now he's gone, so we can talk all the shit we want. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that'll do it for Zach and I on this late night for both of us cut down night. We know that Andy recorded a. Uh, podcast talking about the cutdowns, so then that way Zach and I could focus on the important things like pita sandwiches and Doritos and Coldplay. Okay, and Coldplay <laughs> and memes. Honestly, I mean, when you have me on a podcast, we're eventually going to talk about memes. Well, yeah, as always, that's pretty much the standard protocol. We did want to get to the roster and touch on a couple of our guys tonight, but when you have Tom Crabtree on, there's you got to dedicate the entire thing to him and and. You just you kind of just get sucked into it. Mm-hmm. But before we sign off, shout-outs to Raven Green, shout-outs to Jake Kumaro, and shout-outs to everyone who added both Zach and I on Twitter talking about both of those players. And didn't unfollow us. And didn't unfollow us. I think I, <laughs> I, think I lost a few followers. Did you really? Oh, oh yeah. Um, but it could have been the bot purge. It could have been me talking about, uh, I don't know, what did I talk about this week? Oh, uh, but- Sam, Sam Barrington doesn't understand how sweet potatoes work. So yeah, you know what? Unfollow me. I, my, I'm trash. <laughs> I think I'm. I think I'm. I think I'm gonna unfollow you at this point. <laughs> okay, guys, that does it for Zach and I. Uh, be sure to follow the show on Google Play, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, and find the show on Cheesehead TV. I can't believe I memorized all that. How the hell did you do that? I don't know. When you do it a bunch of times, it just becomes habit. Ugh. And be sure to follow me. I am at Call Me Matub on every social media. Find me on Friendster, MySpace. Go to my mom's house. Look at some old pictures of me. You can find Zach at oh, Zach no. A. Jacobson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. My Twitter handle is Zach A. Jacobson. You can find me on Twitter or at Cheesehead TV. Um, and for some reason, I am not in Matub's top five on MySpace. So <laughs> you guys can, can attack him for that. All right, guys, that does it for us. Have a great weekend, and go Pack Go. Shotgun formation of third and 15 to the 46-yard line of Dallas. They empty the shotgun. Cobb in motion to the left side. Rodgers looks it over and gets the snap. Backpedals now under some pressure. Steps up, throws it over the middle. Goes! 